Yeah, sure, that's fine. Hey, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. Uh, I don't have anything special to say this week. It's it's a normal welcome. week. That's special enough. Yeah. Yeah, you're here. We're here. What a, what a lovely Welcome in. We're glad you're here. Hey, you know, at least your WADA-certified Pokemon Yellow wasn't mulled by customs, probably. So it's a great day. Yeah. What, the, I, I what did it, it was, say? That thing was like $15,000 or something like that? I don't know. I just I just read the headline. Um, uh, it, it was worth like five digits, I think. <laughs> Holy Christ. Because it was just like a brand new unopened copy of the game. How does that even happen? Like what? Someone just opened up and was like, yeah, we decided this one had the bomb in it. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know, it's man. definitely this, this 9.8... <laughs> Pikachu, oh my god, the whole WADA certifying thing is a, is a joke anyways. I don't, I don't understand how U.S. Customs works, and they like it that way. Yeah, I don't understand how U.S. Customs works, I don't understand how WADA certifying things works either, so it works out. <laughs> I guess, for Two somebody, probably. Okay. <laughs> except for the dude that lost his Pokemon <laughs> Yeah, except for, like... It works out for everybody, except for the people that it doesn't work out for, which is almost everyone. <laughs> Dean, I have, I have a question for you. I'm, I'm here to answer your question. It's 2023. Do you Current still your care argument? About yeah, yeah. No, but do you, do you still care about Amiibo? Tom, I stopped caring about Amiibo in 2017. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know if you actually ever cared about Amiibo. No, I have <laughs> several of them and thought they were really cool until I used them in literally one game and saw what the actual functionality was. And then I stopped caring really hard and was angry that I owned as many as I did. <laughs> And the more games say. came out, and I saw what the functionality was in each of those games, which is usually pretty much just DLC. Mm, um, I don't even know if it's that good a lot of times. I mean, <laughs> like... Yeah, that's technically what it would be, right? Because you get costumes and stuff. Yeah, or, like, costumes, or, like, I, I think of, like, Hyrule Warriors, where it's, like, plop some amiibos on your controller, and you'll get some, like... Oh, man. You'll get some rupees. In Breath of the Wild, the Amiibos were real, real rad. Lots of lots of uh, pumpkins and other random things that you could get that I liked. But the, yeah, but the, they're like materials. They're like it's like time savings. Yeah, because it's yeah, like basically. here are some things you can use instead of having to go get them yourself. You could get some cool armors and stuff, but it didn't give you any of the bonuses for like you know like there's extra stats associated with the in-game armors that you could get. So it made the ones that you got from Amiibos less good, but they look cool because they're old Link sets and stuff. Yeah. But uh, so the 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 newest Amiibos just came out, which has Sephiroth in it. Oh, you know I did what? hear something about this. Yeah, Sephiroth looks damn cool. I mean, I've bought every Amiibo. I, I those there's no stopping me at this point. That's not true. Skylanders stopped me. I didn't buy the Skylanders Amiibos. I mean, that's that's like a different thing. It is. I, I Skylanders kind of, falls in its own like terrible, terrible department. It was. It's really cool because in I want to say 2018 ish, uh, amiibos. Nobody cared about amiibos. Like they were just 
nobody there it was over for the most part and so the ones that were released in japan were being sold through even just like us amazon really cheap so there's one for the box boy games where you know it's just a little square mm-hmm. and i i was like oh, I, I want this i'll buy it it's twenty dollars that seems fine um which is like it's a little high for an amiibo but it comes with a game i will never play so that's cool and um now <laughs> that amiibo is like five hundred dollars because it's cool to collect stuff yeah i mean that's 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 the reason yeah and and the monster hunter amiibos that were only released in japan they were they were like ten dollars each with the import like all everything it was each one was like 10 bucks I was like okay i'll buy all of these those are all like 70 or 80 dollars now it's crazy now mind you mine wouldn't be worth anywhere near that amount because i've ripped them out of the package uh and have them on like a shelf well yeah of course i want i want to touch the toy and then i want to let it collect dust <laughs> that's what you do i look at it and it gives me joy so you know what that's fine it's just like art I okay. I have the exact opposite feeling. Oh. I look at them on my shelf and I sneer. Like my lip take, actually. Why don't, your, why don't you take them off your shelf? Cause uh, like, what am I gonna do with them? They're there. They're part of the collection. But if if you look at it every day and it makes you sneer, you I don't look at them that? every day. It's just once in a while I glance down there and I'm like, oh yeah, those. <laughs> but, but, but why keep something that you do that? With? You can just get rid of them. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Um, Jesse and I have talked about uh, about having a, a garage sale this year to get rid of some of our old clutter. Oh, yeah. I have like so I have a collection of video game stuff, as you know, but there is a there's a dark side of that collection Oh, no. Which is like the tubs and tubs of like wires and second party or third party, uh, you know, like PlayStation 2 controllers and, you know, busted consoles that haven't worked in a while that I've just not gotten rid of. Do do you have you have the PS1 boomerang? No, but I do have a uh, I do have a PS2 arcade stick. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I have I have I don't have the only PlayStation non like official controller I have is one that was for PS1 that was like, I don't know, it was just enormous because my stepdad had his really big hands and he wanted a big controller mm. and it, it put the Duke to shame. This thing was so that's big. impressive. <laughs> that's was, an accomplishment. It was absurd. I, I got I wonder if I can find it. Um, but anyways, continue. Sorry, you you were talking about your your dark past. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we've gone through the collection. We've seen that we have like because so many things came from so many things in the collection came from like a lot of games that we got from like a garage sale for five bucks for everything. Oh, true. You have like six copies of the same game. <laughs> yeah. And like and I don't even really want the one, but I'll keep it just because like it's a unique item on the shelf, but I don't sure. need three of them. So um, we got busy and didn't do it, but the uh, local game store near us was advertising a uh, a 10 percent off sale on uh, PlayStation 2 stuff. Like games, okay. controllers, consoles, equipment, whatever. Um, 
And I thought back to that time that we were going to do the bouncer and I couldn't get my PS2 working. Mm. And I was like, I do need to get a PS2 that will actually function. The bouncer. So we were going to go down and look and see what they had at the at the used game store. And then I ended up, um, yeah, she had a meeting and I had meetings that ran long and we both ended up too busy to go do anything. And then I just started the stream and then life happened and life ha- life happened. But I am in a lot of ways kind of glad we didn't go. Oh, why? Because I shudder to think what you would have purchased. No. Oh. The prices that I would have seen at that store. Oh, yeah. They're going to be outrageous. I have not gone to a uh, I've not gone to like a, a game store like that for several years now. I don't know who's buying games from those game stores. I really don't. Um, I went to one that was across town from here. But it was specifically to buy the GameCube add-on Game Boy Player. Oh, yeah, you told me about for, for, for like, GDQ or something. Yeah, right? for someone who was doing a GDQ run. Yeah, I remember that watching I that run through, and being uh, like, oh, I, I, was, I was hoping they'd be like, and thanks from downtown to D. Well, time yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, so there, that was that whole saga, but that's like the only time I've been to a game store and I didn't really browse around that much because I was in for a specific thing. Yeah. Um, in and out. And honestly, that was before um, the price of that stuff started ballooning. So I haven't really bought very much since that started happening and I really am kind of scared to see what that looks like. <laughs> it's super expensive. You know, like you can't buy a game from... Uh, well, certain eras for anything less than what you would have paid for it when it came out, right? Yeah. Like if if you want to buy a sixty-four game, you're going to be paying fifty four thirty to sixty seventy dollars for most games. Yeah. So like, I expect to be able to go in and pick up an old PS2 for like fifty bucks. Yeah, I don't think so. But realistically, I'm probably looking at double that. Probably, especially right now. I mean, mm-hmm. when when I wanted to buy, okay, this is you're gonna you're gonna recoil from this, but you're probably uh, right. A couple of years ago, I wanted to finish getting the trophies in um, Resident Evil Five. Okay, on PS3. Sure. And one of the things you have to do is is do some online stuff to get a hundred percent. And I was like, ugh, what if I just buy three PS3s and then oh. do four player by myself? Um, so, so first I asked my friends if they had any PS3s left, and all of my friends had already sold theirs. I was like, oh, that's sad. Um, you so didn't ask online. me. I didn't ask you. That's true, because you were far away. And, that's fair. Um, I also didn't know if you'd want to give me your PS3 so I could get trophies. I feel like there'd be a part of you that'd be like, I would, but I'm not doing this on principle. <laughs> I like I'm not using my PS3 at all. You can totally have it, but I don't want you to have it because this is what you're going to do with it. (laughs) Like like one of those like an upset parent. (laughs) I'm so ashamed of you. The real reason I didn't ask you is because you were the friend that had a PS3 that was like four or five hours away. And everyone else was an hour and a half. That's Uh, that's absolutely fair. (laughs) 
and I wasn't truly committed to this idea, especially when I realized, okay, if I have one person, I still need to get two more. And I went to the, uh, I, I shopped around online. I was like, oh, PS3s are $300 or more sometimes. Yeah. And that's, you know, not, it's not new. It's, it's refurbished. Right. And that's when I said, oh, hmm. I guess I won't be getting the trophies on this unless I want to team up with some random person. And then I, then I was, then I thought to myself, no, I can, I can break free from this cycle. But that's not true. I never am free from trophies. I'll always, I'll always, there'll always be something that pulls me back in. I like. I'll be honest with you. I played Resident Evil Five on, um, on Xbox, and I even went through and got most of the trophies in that game. I think I got every single one of them except for the one that requires you to play through on professional difficulty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the the, the base game trophies aren't too bad. It's just that for the to get a hundred percent on the list, you have to do the three or yeah, the three DLCs. I want to say there's like I don't know. I think I you can even do remember Lost in Nightmares and Desperate Escape without it being online but there's one that's like versus or some crap and you have to play like you know 20 hours of versus mode which might mm. have been fun 10 years ago yeah but now the servers are dead so it'd just be you and three strangers joining into a game while you boost one team than the other team for you know seven hours <laughs> okay so boosting my brother-in-law used to do this with uh, achievement hunting sure yeah. um boy that makes me angry <laughs> like the concept of it sure the concept of like, it's one thing if you're like, hey, let's all play together and actually like play some games and like have some fun and and enjoy playing the game normally because yeah, we all need to, to get achievements and we'll yeah, get but, the achievements but, while we're doing things and then we'll get to the end of it and see who's missing a thing and then we'll help them out. But like. I can see that if it's like, oh, we're all playing and we're all going to get our achievements, but we're mostly just playing be because fun. Sure. But and then there is like, no, I have an appointment with people who are going to stand around and like run into my gunfire for 90 minutes. Uh huh. Yeah. So that I can so that I can quickly get this achievement for getting a thousand kills in multiplayer. Yeah, yep. And that's that's what my day is going to be. Like, <laughs> they're going to do that for me, and then I'm going to spend the next several hours doing that for them, and then we'll all have the... We'll all have our 20 gamer points. Yep, yep, uh-huh. And... It's, it's totally rational. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> that just... <laughs> I don't want to, like... I don't want to overstep my statements on this but, but you're trying I not to just accept them either <laughs> don't find that to be a fun usage of a day's time yeah of course not that that makes perfect sense you don't you don't that that idea of getting to the 100 percent completion isn't doesn't give you that satisfaction right just like someone wouldn't want to throw their face at a boss for six hours that's true until they beat very it. true that's so completely think, fair I think that's the, it's just, uh, some people, that's people get joy out of, joy comes people, from. yeah, people get joy out of different aspects of games. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And the, the only time it gets bad is when, if you're ever on trophy hunting websites, it's really, it's really frightening how many people take it so seriously. 
uh, where, where it's like they're willing to, you know, yell or make like be angry at other people because they go about their trophying in a way or like game companies are making trophies a little easier to get in like the the sony's mainline games like spider-man and the last of us 2 like they they, to get the complete set is not as hard as it was before people like this is insane this is just catering to all of the the crap players i I don't know somehow somehow being woke gets brought up and (laughs) like it's it's always wild people who are mad all the time (laughs) <laughs> and need to feel mad at something in order to, like, feel alive will always find a way to bring that into it somehow. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> true. That's true. Oh, God. Like, the word woke is the word that people use that is shorthand for like I need an excuse to be mad about something today. Yeah. Because yeah. like that's that's the only way I know how to interact with the world. Yeah, like Namco not making a new Katamari. They must be so woke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Way, a new Katamari like, would be great. Ex- I I would I would I I'm ready for a new Katamari. There were a lot of Katamari games that came out where I was like yeah, I, no, I got it. I mean, I only played the first one. I owned the second one, and I played it for a little bit on PS2. But then I was like, oh, no, I think I'm sick of this. But now I'm ready for, for I, I would be happy to play a new, like, a new one in the, in the, in the, you know, they could do it on the Switch. They could, you will, you'll hate this, but they could have motion controls. That'd be rad. No, honestly, motion controls for Katamari, like, could work as long as it's not, like, as long as it isn't like you have to waggle both of the Joy-Cons <laughs> constantly to roll the ball. Because that will, like, I will be tired after one stage. Oh, uh, fair. But in terms of, like, if it's more like a tilt control type of thing, where you're, like, pushing them, like, you're sort of tilting them up and back and side to side to move it, like, that could actually be really fun. I would I would actually be down for that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they could even throw in the, the traditional control style too if it if needed. well yeah of course they they cannot they cannot make it and do the motion control thing and have that be the only control scheme it has to be an optional thing true we're not we're not in the era of we anymore right right <laughs> it's like when uh it's like when punch out we came out and it's like well you can use the balance board <laughs> but you know that's up to you <laughs> even even that one was so so far away from Nintendo that they're like, yeah, it's it's there, but you know, you don't. I don't know when it comes to, like you have to use it. Linking back to Amiibos, yeah, the fact that like honestly, anytime Nintendo has a peripheral of any kind, some kind of plastic thing that they have sold you. If it gets used in more than two games, I'm I'm impressed. I mean, Amiibo is a, a resounding success in the fact that it's been around for 10 years. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And they're still making them. Nintendo doesn't usually back their weird crap for that long ever. They really don't. And not usually. They never do. <laughs> they never. I mean, this is the first time. <laughs> yeah. And they've always had weird plastic crap to go along with their like. Like, the NES Zapper and Rob. 
<laughs> yeah. Are 30 plus years old each. 35 even. Yeah. Like, you know, the SNES had the had the super scope. And super scope, man. Like the N64 had no end to the to the number of things you could plug into the back of those controllers. Yeah, one of my favorite my favorite one of my favorite peripherals is a game that we should play sometime for this podcast. I will have to f- dig it up. Um I'm not playing Hey You Pikachu. Relax, relax. I don't want to play Hey You Pikachu. Um no Odama. The Oh um, yeah, no, I'd totally play that game. That seems like a game that you can get mad at. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's fun. Let me let me check the shelf behind me because I think I have it. Oh, do you? Do you have the you have the microphone and everything? Oh, oh. I can't stop them. <laughs> it's it's too far gone. I turned around in my chair and they all flipped out. I mean, how Both dare? Both of you stop. Thank you. I don't have it. I don't have it. What I have is the memory of seeing it in game stores like 800 times and every time seeing it be like $8 and being like, I should get that. I heard it was really weird. Wow, really? That seems like a uh, those back in the days where you could walk into a used game store and maybe buy something without a loan. I know. I know. <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> I mean, I have also gotten to the point where, like, I feel like my collection is big enough and I to the point where I am now starting to think about actually paring it down. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, just how in terms do, of like you... I have duplicates of things. I have stuff that I, you know, oh, that is oh, okay. ultimately just clutter. You know, you. I'm going to I'm going the next time we hang out, you're going to uh, be the proud owner of a, another edition of Bob. So you are not allowed to get rid of those. <laughs> Speaking of clutter. <laughs> Oh, um, fun fact, you might want to watch Cusa Grande today. Oh, why's that? Today, as of recording, um, if yes. you are listening to this on uh, on release, it's several days ago. Um, as as we do. <laughs> yeah, as we do. Um, so I have a I'm GMing a match today and I am going to try to give out Bob. Oh, and well, I hope so. The only way that I'm not going to give out Bob is if someone vetoes it. And the only way that someone vetoes it is if they've played it before. Which now, you they... would think, who in the hell has played Bob before? But this is a tournament specifically organized around old, obscure video games of questionable quality. Dean, I somehow have two copies of Bob in my life, and I don't remember either of them. Well, okay, one of them I know is, is from Kyle, but the other one, I don't know why I have a complete inbox with manual condition of Bob for the Genesis. Oh, that's a good I, point. I need to find the manual. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, that, and besides, you really do need the manual for the game because it has the... because the, they, they commissioned the statue because Bob is going to be a household name. <laughs> I mean, no, I like... Okay, wow. But more importantly, I need to find the manual for the players. No, I I know what you mean. I was just just being dumb. I forget. Was the 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 Bob manual was one of those ones that had like 
that weird 90s edge attitude to it, right? Yeah, but it wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't it wasn't like over the top. It the, the the best part about it was that the 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 Genesis manual, the Super Nintendo one I don't think had it. The Genesis manual had a picture of the team in front of a Bob robot that they had you know made or paid to have made or whatever because it was, you know, they wanted to make it into a cartoon and a movie right. and all that stuff. Cuz Bob's just such a classic. I remember that it was um I remember that it was uh, Canada's fault. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> we just have to blame Canada, I understand. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, that sounds that, great. That should be at 545. Will you be Ish. giving them the maze? I don't know. I like. I don't remember how early you get to a maze. I played through... I played through... I booted up Bob and played it for about four or five stages just to like get familiar with it again. Yeah. And cause to, you love it just to make sure, you know, honestly, if you only play it for like four or five stages, it's not that bad. <laughs> I, I maintain as I did during that podcast that Bob's biggest issue is that it's 45 stages long and wears out. It's welcome around like 10. Yeah. Oh, because oh, like no, once you I get was... into the latter half of that game, it's not doing anything new except just finding new ways to troll and annoy you. True, yeah, yeah. That, that's I forgot that you were going to give them the maze if they, it was part of the. I might the still gauntlet. do that. I might still do that as a as a gauntlet state because I am going to help them make gauntlet states this year. Ah, uh, okay, okay, but um, that would actually involve me having to play through it again up to the point where we get to one of those. Oh, right, because you can't just, like... <laughs> I can't just, like, level... Well, no, there's passwords, so I, I could think... actually... I could actually look up passwords and do it that way. Well, oh, anyway. It's, it's so much fun. Anyway, that's, hey. uh... Yeah, that's on the docket for today. I've also submitted uh, one Battle Golfer Yui to uh, Brosentia's uh, Tuesday night variety show, Don't Make Us Bored. Oh, nice. And I nice. played through literally that entire game again yesterday so as to make save states after all of the golf actual gameplay parts. <laughs> In case something tragic happens. I mean, it's really hard and it's really easy to like screw up the game. Yeah. So I'm going to like essentially go through the game, do the golf parts, probably lose and then load the state as if i won look nothing happened boop <laughs> so I, I have a i have a i have a save for after you win every single match in the game including the last one and it's basically going to be battle golfer huey the movie if they tell you at some point if they're like hey we're stopping you because we're bored you know, because you never know. Maybe they're just it's just that mood that they day. may just not be into it yeah it's then you just have to say fine let me show you the ending. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's part of the reason. I, I may also run out of time. I only have like an hour to get through the whole thing, so I might actually... Oh, true. At a certain point, I want to show how weird the courses are, but I also like don't care that much about the actual golf itself. It's not no. that... It's not the interesting part of that game. <laughs> no. So, the... Uh, 
the the real meat of it is is going through all of the bizarre dialogue and story and why the game never explains why battle golfers specifically are the ultimate are the ultimate beings of earth <laughs> like cyborgs sure like ascended humans sure specifically golfers yeah battle golfing battle golfers i don't listen anyway. i've been to the future and it's fact listen this is okay. a this is a conversation for two years ago when we actually played this game <laughs> but i was looking for stuff that was already on my computer to give out as a cuso grande game and i stumbled upon battle golfer yui and i was like there's no way this works as a match because it's mostly visual novel. Yeah, yeah, it would not be a good match. Um, I could, I could give it out as a, uh, I could give it out as a gauntlet state. Where it's like, win a hole. <laughs> True. Because that's actually shockingly difficult to do. <laughs> um... It gets easier once you, like, understand some of the game's mechanics, but the game makes it really difficult to understand the mechanics, so it's really good for a gauntlet state where you have to figure out a lot of things in a short period of time. But anyway, I was like, there's no way I can give this out for an hour match. It just doesn't work for that. The format's not good. No. But, boy, this game is weird and amazing. I mean, that was one of those treats that we just stumbled upon. Yep. And nobody knows about this game, so I think people need to see it. I would agree. So I'm going to try to... I don't know if it's going to be accepted for uh, this Tuesday, but I assume it will get into uh, one of the shows in the next week or two. So I'm doing stuff. I It's weird. I got eliminated from Cusa Grande a couple weeks ago, and now I'm like... Now I'm suddenly being weirdly collaborative. Where like I'm I'm gonna go and be a GM on the on the on for for Cuso Grande and I'm going into the show and I'm I've been working with Zandra on uh, on like getting some of her games ready for for Cuso Grande and I don't know I'm just like hanging out with the GMs in that channel and it's been really fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's weirdly like made me sort of come out of my shell and start doing things that I've been saying like oh I should do that sometime. Yeah, I mean it works out, right? You're 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 a part of the the community now, and you can, you know, change the how you're interacting with everyone, and it's it's still fun because yeah. you're part of the group, and you're you're part of the event, which is what you really like. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, you can you can try you can race again or compete again next year if you want, or maybe you'll switch more into doing this kind of stuff. Who knows? I might. I like. I was considering making the switch over to uh, to uh, GMing for this year anyway that's why i signed up for both um the thing is i felt like i had to keep playing because i got so close to winning both of the last two years that i was like well maybe this year is the year and you know as fate would have it i fell significantly further short of it than i have in previous years so i was like all right that's a good sign that it's time for me to move on to the other thing. Cause I'm not even really that upset about, about uh, being eliminated. Cause I wanted to do these other things anyway. Yeah. You were talking about that last year. And now I, and now I don't have any excuse. 
<laughs> so I can just do all of this more. Uh, I can do all this more host centered stuff rather than contestant centered stuff. It feels good. That's lovely. Um, I haven't like actually done any of it yet, but I'm 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 feeling really good about even like just preparing for it. Yeah, where you, where you just get to think about what you're doing and putting it all together. Yeah, and just going through some of the some of the garbage that that I've played or that you and I have played for the for the podcast and playing a couple levels of it and thinking about how it would work as in a match setting and I've got a whole notepad of games that I might give out that I'm not going to list because yeah, I need to keep a secret. Yep, yep. I understand. Got to keep it keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's what I'm up to this week. It sounds good. It's a good week. It's it's been fun. It's been it's been like it's been a different week, but yet like Jesse's home and we haven't had to do very much, so we were also celebrating normal week because oh, it's a normal nice. week. And that feels good too. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. It's it's been a good week. How has your week been? I've I've been playing I play replayed Katamari Damacy. Oh, uh, it was on. Oh, that's uh, I, why you're talking about a new Katamari game. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a <laughs> there was a reason for it. It was a so very I, specific request. Uh, so I replayed that and I I played the the reroll version. Oh. Okay, yeah. And was going for a hundred percent in it because I never did everything ever. And mm -hmm. I will say that the game loses a little bit of its enjoyment when you're trying to like roll up every item for yes, a trophy. Yes, I can only imagine. How frustrating that could get. So, well, whenever I started, whenever I felt a little frustrated, I just stopped playing. And I was like, okay, I'll take a break because obviously I'm doing this now. I'm forcing myself to do it instead of it being fun. And then oddly enough, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm excited to do that stage now or look for that item or whatever it is. Uh, so with it, with with a little pacing, then it's fun again. Uh -huh. So that was cool. Uh, I played, I played uh, Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, so, you know, that could... We, we could talk about that someday. <laughs> you know who would be a really good person to talk to talk about that with? What? Jesse. Oh, was she a, was she a big fan of, of the Duke? I mean, she had she had brothers. So, yeah. you know, I, so I bought it. Uh, I think it was a dollar fifty or two dollars. I'm not sure. And I was, you know, I haven't played Duke Nukem forever. And when I, when I blew it up, she was like, "Oh man, Dookie Nuki. <laughs> that's, that's what they called it in uh, Brazil, or that's what she, her, and her brother called it in in Brazil growing up when they had the computer game, the like the old side-scrolling one. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> Dookie Nuki. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah. that's fun. I, I boy, I, have... I like. What did we play recently? That. I don't know if we played it for the podcast or it was something that I played by myself. And if it's something I played by myself, you can't really weigh in on it. But I feel like there was something we played recently where it's where it was like, boy, this humor is stuck in the 90s and has not aged well at all. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh... I can't remember what it was, but like, that's what I think of when I think of Duke Nukem, where it's like, oh, boy, this Oh, it was, it's, this it was, does not belong in this era. It, it's it's rough. 
it's way, way rougher than I imagine in terms of like, oh, that's not. And I don't even mean like it's not funny because it's not like proper. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just not funny, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> I mean, like the one the one line that came away from it that I actually thought was like, ah, that's a pretty good one is uh, I, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of gum. Yeah, I think that's the one that that's one's fine. I feel like that one will always. Yeah, but that I'm one's okay. been like that one's actually kind of overused now because there's now a whole template of I'm here to like I'm here to X and Y and I'm all out of X. Oh, true. or all out of Y is just <laughs> a, that ass. is a that is a <laughs> template that you can use for anything. Yeah. At this yeah, but, point, you know, what's not overused is watching the 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 titular character rip the alien's head off and then poop in its neck. Yeah, I I sure. <laughs> that's that's not overused uh for good reason. <laughs> because it's really stupid. I mean, I've heard the expression before. I've not actually played the game. Is there an animation for that? Um Sort of. I, I'm not going to ruin it because there's a chance you weep. You know what? Someday. That's fine. I like they would be something. It would, it be, would be something worth cringing over for a couple of hours, I think. I, well, and, and since you haven't played many PC anything uh, like old PC games at all, you know, Doom 64 is like your first Doom game. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. The, that wasn't in 2016. And so I need to play Do Eternal. Doom, oh, did you did you play Eternal? I didn't. I have it. It's sitting. Okay. It's sitting in my house for PS4. I just haven't. Oh, nice. I just haven't actually done it. Jesse well, got it on clearance at Target for like ten bucks. Oh, <laughs> that's rad. The irony of like talking about how expensive um, like <laughs> retro games have gotten, but like it's easier than ever to get like newer games for ridiculously cheap because you just wait for them to go on clearance or sale or whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we're like so. So the One Piece RPG came out. Uh, oh yeah, last week or and I was like, oh, I I, I don't want to play that. I I could I could be down for some One Piece RPGing, and I was like, hmm, do I want to pay sixty dollars or do I want to wait a year and have it be ten? I think I'll just I'll get it for ten. Yeah, no, I literally like last month was staring down Elden Ring because it's like, oh, Elden Ring's on sale for the first time and it's like 30% off. And I'm like, eh, 30. 30. (laughs) (laughs) This, you know, this expansive, like, game of the decade candidate (laughs) is is only 30% off. I don't know if it's worth $40. (laughs) What a... What, what what a time to to uh, be alive where where like the game that you would have otherwise paid more than double for at one point in your life because you wanted to play it so bad <laughs> and, and would have probably gotten the you know the special edition oh absolutely yeah and oh yeah sorry that's that's kind of what I was that's that's what I meant by like well you, you said more more than double yeah yeah I was thinking I was thinking like all the the random extras and everything yeah yeah and. <laughs> now you're like, oh well, twenty bucks. I could, I could, I could do better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. <laughs> There's just so much to play. 
There is. That's really the issue. It's like, I could spend this money on this game that I could play now, or, like, I could look at my Steam list and be like, oh, God, that's true. I mean, yeah, because, like, Fire Emblem Engage came out yesterday. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even gonna, like, because here's the thing. Fire Emblem Engage came out yesterday, and I could start playing that, but then I'm gonna be in the middle of it next month when Yakuza Ishin and Octopath Traveler 2 come out. Yeah, dude. Which one, which one are you gonna play first? Are you gonna play through both and not stream one of them or something? Or you're not uh, I'm, I'm on the fence about streaming Octopath. I didn't stream the first one. I remember you playing the first one, and then you were like, I love this game so much, I kind of want to stream it. And then I don't believe you did, right? Is that what you just said? Yeah, I think I streamed, like, I think I streamed it, like, a couple of times while I was in the middle of it, and I was like, this is silly. Oh, like, okay, Because okay. I'm, I'm just playing in the middle of the game, and no one knows what's going on, and I don't want to have to explain it to everybody. I yeah, definitely well, I, streamed it, like, a time or two, but I didn't stream, like, the whole thing. Hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. Triangle Strategy went really well, so I could stream Octopath 2. But at the mm -hmm. same time, Yakuza. Yakuza! And, you know, whatever else I might be into. If I ever actually start the Disco Elysium playthrough that I've been teasing for, like, two years. Don't, don't, you know. <sighs> when, when, does, when does Yakuza come out? I don't know. It's in February. I don't know exactly what day. I should I should find out. Oh God. I, I typed in Yakuza release date and it was like <laughs> December twenty two thousand and five. February twenty first. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you got time. You have you have month. You have a month. Yeah. Oh yeah, what you call it comes out next month too. The I, I hope that there's a demo for Theat uh, rhythm, so I can see if I like playing it on the Switch. Because maybe I can play it in handheld mode and still do the tappy thing. Yakuza Ishin and Octopath Traveler Two come out three days apart from each other. Yeah, and and the and Theater Rhythm comes out the same day as one of those games. Also, <sighs> lots of games. It's awesome. It's so like. <laughs> I'm sitting here heavy sighing. Yeah, true. Because, what the hell? <laughs> because I'm like, oh man, I can't believe there's so many video games. I can't believe Ugh. I get freaking like a dragon Ishii. Like it's it's such I a trip. I can't believe <laughs> all of these games that I love are coming out so soon. It's so <laughs> hard to be me. Yeah, really? Because <laughs> we we jokingly talked about years ago how. Uh, a remake of Ishin would be super radical. Yeah, and I'm super, I'm super hype about it. <laughs> like, it's just like there's games that in series that I love that are all coming out around the same time, and it's like, boy, <laughs> I'm upset because I don't have enough time to play <laughs> all of these for as much as I want to. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm streaming Ishin. Yeah, like duh. that's non-optional. So. I can't decide if I'm playing it at release because I still we haven't played a Yakuza game in a really long time now, so we're, we're yeah. we still have some to catch up catching up to do. But then I was you like, were in the middle of really five, matter. right? Huh? Were you in five? We finished four, and we have to start five. Okay. Because uh, last year was really weird. Yeah, yeah. And so we didn't get to play. 
and so now we're we were talking about playing five but it's sort of that problem where we have like a million games that we're that we want to play and it's like well we have five hours we could play through you know a, a co-op party game kind of a thing or we can start a 40 hour rpg or well fighting game you know yeah where where you won't really get through that much story and it will take a, a month to get through when you have normal job responsibilities yes <laughs> normal job responsibilities are shockingly uh are shockingly prevalent yeah like it's it's really it's it's really sad how much it prevents you from from playing as many games as you want (laughs) i mean on the other hand it you know to be fair it does also like give you the actual means to play said games yeah but then it also removes your ability to do so as often as you would like it gives you the ability to so you have more money but then you're like oh, i'm not paying full price for that video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh god adulthood is dumb <laughs> maybe it's just us i'm not sure yet i don't know <laughs> it's a nice dude i bought a couch <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah you were you that's were a thing that i spent money on as an adult human <laughs> A couch you know for my living room in my house that I own. You you know you know you know what was released recently that's really cool that I'm glad people will be able to play the Persona Three. Oh yeah, um, a portable the, specifically. The portable, yeah. Although yeah. I think doesn't portable not have some of the FES stuff. Yes, but the but FES you, stuff is bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's just silly stuff. But you so you, you lose the. I don't know why. It's, well, I guess that would have required work as opposed to just porting over the, the PSP version. Because I was going to say it'd be kind of cool if there was a mix that had all of it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the gender swap. And I believe that Portable has some of the quality of life upgrades that uh, they brought in from 4 such as the ability to directly control your party members so that Mitsuru doesn't keep casting Marin Karin on things that don't get charmed <laughs> instead of healing you. Um, <clears throat> I'm not bitter. Yeah, so I believe Portable adds a lot of uh, quality of life stuff like that. But then you lose the sort of like post game, um, almost like DLC campaign style, uh, like not sequel, but like epilogue, I guess. Okay. There's sort of there's sort of an epilogue bit to uh, to fess that. I played that. I, that's goes that I more played. into like what actually happens at the ending of three, but it's very not that much fun and kind of unsatisfying. Oh, see, so when I played, I didn't really. I knew that it was the the version that had extra stuff, but I had no idea what the extra stuff was. So you, I couldn't tell you what it was. Like I have no idea. It is a set. Well, I mean, I don't know. I never played like the base Persona three. The okay. version that I played was Fest, so I don't know what they may have added to the main game. I assume there's some stuff. Um, but I, ju- I just don't know offhand what those things are. Um, I do know that the big thing was that they added an entire, like, 20 to 30 hour epilogue chapter 
that is like sort of additional epilogue story stuff about what that goes into more detail about what happened oh. um, at the end of three. Because three is three's ending is kind of left somewhat open ended as a. Uh, oh, without the without the Fez stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, really? It's. That would make sense why my save file for that game is like a hundred something hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying to figure out how to like talk around this without spoiling it directly. Oh yeah, no, we don't have to. Just there's a there there's was... a plot bit at the end of three that wraps up somewhat unsatisfyingly, and the uh, the answer, which is the epilogue chapter, tries to go into like wrapping that up better but it kind of fumbles it oh the answer that was the extra thing you could do at the select at the start of the menu yeah oh i never did that yeah no that's a it's essentially like a uh it, it is essentially like it predates this being a thing but it is essentially a post-game dlc yeah, yeah i didn't do it because i heard it was the gameplay sucked and i was like oh let's just look up the story and so we just it is up the story. i mean it is essentially Hey, did you like specifically just the dungeon crawling? Right. From three and just doing a bunch of that and getting story bits the further you go and not doing any of the things that are actually fun about Persona, which is like the socialization and managing your calendar time and and like having conversations with people and doing all the social sim stuff. Why don't we strip that all sense. that out and just do a bunch of dungeon crawling nonstop so that you can get some, you know, story bits that you're excited for and then kind of disappointed by. That's basically <laughs> yeah, okay. what so the I, answer is. I basically didn't even interact with them with the 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 extra content. I would Aside say that it is game. if you played through three and you know what happens in three in the main game. um, this falls under just watch a video. Oh, that's that's what we did when we played through it. The that's what when Lechis and I played it. The that's we were like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, we even watched. Then we watched videos of all of the um, social links that we we didn't get to max out. Oh, that's too. fun too. Yeah, yeah. I would like honestly, if you just go and watch like the ending cutscene of the answer, you're probably still good. <laughs> Just like it's all just about finding out where it all ends up. And even then, it's like, all right, that's kind of cool. But eh, I just, I, I, I still don't love it. <laughs> I would be I'm, I'm, I would I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed that it wasn't released on uh, PS4. So I could I could get trophies and stuff. In it. <laughs> yeah, That'd be kind of cool. Because if it, if it had trophies, I would I would make an excuse to play through Persona 3 again, especially because you could play it as a female main character, and that'd be neat. I that, Honestly, I think Persona is a... I think Persona 3 Portable is a superior version to Fez. Oh, good. Then I'm glad that's the one that they released. I, didn't, I really yeah, didn't I, I think that that's, like, the, the changes to the story by having a female main character are I think more significant and satisfying than the ones that you get from uh from like Fez and the answer and all that stuff. Well and it's great because if they were part of that then I'm sure there'd be trophies associated with it and I don't want to do that. 
Oh, yeah. They, I mean, there is a possibility <laughs> that they might have separate because FMC has different social links. Really? Of course. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Like there are obviously there are different romanceable characters, but there are also like completely different people that she gets to know. Wait a minute. That's th- huge. That, that rec that represent those social links. That's so cool. And a whole and it also adds a whole like additional extra storyline with uh, Shinji. You remember mm-hmm. Shinji? He's got like the the sort of like maroon trench coat and the and the black beanie. And he kind of looks like he's got a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets a whole like he gets a whole extra story. Wow. That, that OK, so it's been it will be oh, we played it. It'll be like seven years or something since maybe eight years since I, I played Persona 3. So if I were to play it again, it would be like a whole a lot. It'd be a really new experience then. With yeah, the, with it, the... it's mostly the same game. Like it will be sure. familiar, but then there will be like you'll run into a lot of things where it's like, oh, I don't remember this. This seems different. That'd be rad. I don't I don't, I don't know if they've announced that it's coming to play. I got to get my trophy fix. You know, it's funny. We, about a year ago, I was talking about how I was, I was done with trophies. I was sick of it because of Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised to hear it become such a central focus again. Well, Sonic Colors broke me. Uh, I, I hated Sonic Colors just... Oh. So what broke you back? Oh, uh, I was playing... I wanted to play Wild Arms again, and I, I needed an excuse to play through a f- you know, 50-hour RPG. And I was like, oh, hey, there's trophies for it. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> no, you know what? Never mind. What? What? I, I was I was just going to say that's that seems like the reverse order from what I usually hear with trophy hunters. Oh, oh it's oh. usually like, hey, I need a game with trophies to play. And then they find a game from that. No, it, it's it's a great way for me to get through games that I may not like I want to play it. But then uh, like like I, I ended up playing Ape Escape because it, ha- it was on the 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 um, the you PS know, Plus thing. And that I, was super awesome. Like I, I really honestly respect it. Yeah, it was it was cool. I, I mean, realistically, any any excuse that you have to like, uh, you and I both know that all the hamming and hawing that we do as as humans <laughs> to like not do things that we want to do. Yeah, like we're really dumb sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we just talk ourselves out of it for no uh, reason. Can't do that. <laughs> and then. So, like, whatever dumb reasons you you have to find, whatever tricks we can pull to fool our brains into doing the fun thing so we can have fun, fine, worth it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It's That's good. <laughs> Do you want to take a question? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. No hammer and hawing this time. Uh, Swaggles has a question. He says, you are president of video games. Again, congratulations on your reelection. Oh, good. Um, I'm sorry. As your first order of business in your new term, you must now select a... Cue the music! You must now select a game that hasn't had a sequel in over 10 years. That sequel will be made by Hideo Kojima. What are you picking? I think I'm still picking Chrono Cross. <laughs> oh man! 
I oh, can't man. picture I can't picture a, a game that needs to be ripped apart and and <laughs> and torn down more than Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross. <laughs> By I mean, game. honestly, I don't care who makes the sequel at this point. Yeah, but Hotel Kojima doing it would be would just be a, a treat. <laughs> it really would. It really would, especially since Chrono Cross has established the fact that you can add however many weird-ass characters you want, yeah. no matter how inconsequential. Like, if you could, <laughs> you get you get Hideo Kojima and Grant Morrison from um, comic book fame to, 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 to co-write a, a, a Chrono Cross script, and I'll just <laughs> I'll be in my heyday because it will make absolutely zero sense. But you'll feel like it's super epic, and you're like, I totally understand what's happening. And but and secretly inside, you'll be like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, it'll be beautiful. It'll be a beautiful mess. So yeah, I was I thinking be- about this, and I was like, Hey, you know what game that ha- you know what game hasn't had a sequel in over ten years that exactly. Hideo Kojima did make a sequel to, but he just called it something different. What? Paperboy. Oh, dude. I mean, he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna stream Paperboy on my on my Twitch channel, and the title of the stream is just going to be Strand Game. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that they announced Death Stranding two as opposed to something new, like you something know, different. I feel the same way about Hades 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Supergiant has had four really, really, really cool and interesting original games that were all original IPs. Yeah. Bastion is great. Transistor is a totally different thing, and it's great. Pyre, while being a bit divisive, I still liked it. It's a completely different thing than the first two. I didn't like playing it that much, but I liked looking at it a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, that's that's a lot of the aesthetic. Like, people didn't attach to it the same way that they did Bastion and Transistor. But, like, all of the style is still there. The, the I mean, voice and, and acting what, is still there. The The art is still incredible. And once, the, once I got around my feelings about what I... I didn't know anything about it, right? And then once I got into playing it, I, I, I mean, I was honestly having fun with the games, uh, w- like just playing the little the 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 sports ball. Yeah, the was, sports was, ball. I had fun with it. Yeah. Um. So yes, I would I would say that that was like they've had yeah, and then they then they dropped Hades, which and they dropped Hades and like just international superstardom. Yeah. So I don't blame them for going on and being like, oh, let's ride that gravy train. Sure. Because, like, our games have done well, but this is the one that made us, like, a household name. Yeah, well, it it probably didn't even make them a household name. It just made Hades a household name. I mean, sure. (laughs) It made them a ton of money. That's that's what I'm saying, is that people might not even know who made it, but they know of the game, right? Right. So that that makes perfect sense why they'd say, hey, let's uh, let's capitalize on that. Right. I don't blame them for doing it at all, and I expect Hades 2 to be absolutely outstanding, as the first one was, as all of their games have been. Of course, Like, yeah. I, I have no I have no fear about this at all. It is just, they're just slightly, slightly disappointing that they broke their streak of, like, new 
original, really interesting IPs to do yeah. a direct sequel. Again, like not that not that disappointing because at the same time, like, hey, more Hades. More Hades, good. Yeah. So I'm really I'm hype about that, but I don't know. It's it when you have someone who's a really, really creative person who can craft these really interesting worlds and narratives and dynamics. You really just want to see what other new stuff they can put out into the world. And sometimes it's less interesting to see them iterate on their old work. Well, and it's, I think for Death Stranding, it's a particular, it's a little bit of a sore spot for me because I loved playing the game. I had a ton of fun playing the game, but the story just left me wanting in many yeah. ways. Like there were certain moments of it that were fantastic and all the set pieces and there's lots of design that everything's there's there's some things that work extremely well but overall it didn't have the same they i didn't connect with the story as much as i did with like you know the metal gear solid series where sure the way that they the the way it was all put together in the end mm -hmm. so the fact that there's a second one is kind of like well okay i wonder maybe maybe we'll capitalize on all the stuff that i liked and you know it will still be i don't know i mean it's still gonna be hideo kojima so there'll be something that's cool but the the Death Stranding had that where, where the game just wouldn't end at the ending. It was yeah, so Yeah, yeah. It just kept ending. Like, it just kept going. It's like, what is... Let's just wrap this up. Um, and I feel like it was, you know, he could do whatever he wanted in his studio and he had all the creative mm -hmm. freedom, so he just went all out. I, you know, I sure. think it happens when... <laughs> sometimes the, the, the super creative type, when they're taken off the leash completely, yeah. isn't always a good thing. <laughs> sometimes... Sometimes people like that need a producer or an editor yeah, or someone, someone that, that they trust who is brave enough to tell them no. Yeah, like, hey, let's, you know, let's pull this, pull it back a minute. I mean, as a storyteller, putting aside all of the, you know, abusive workplace stuff and blatant misogyny and all of those other things, David Cage. Oh, yeah. Is could be a relatively decent storyteller. Yeah. If there yeah. was someone in the room with him who could tell him what, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> like just, you, you see all of his worst impulses come out in his games. And like the <laughs> tropes so sad to think about <laughs> the tropes that he loves to follow are just the worst tropes. I mean, like, from the... Find me the David, K the David Cage game that does not have a rape scene. <laughs> How are they going to fit that into Star Wars? So, actually... This is one oh. of the reasons that I'm really interested in how this Star Wars thing is going to come out is because they are not going to give him free reign to do whatever he wants with the Star Wars license. <laughs> oh, true. true. There are going to be suits from Disney standing in that creative room being like, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you want to what? <laughs> No, you're not cutting anyone's fingers off with safety scissors, you moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so like the the cooler heads, the the better 
the better angels of creative development yeah, the, may the, the, actually <laughs> be in the room to stop him from going off on off his his uh, particular rails. The, the first time you've said to yourself, wow, I'm really glad Disney's in control of this. <laughs> Seriously, though, like someone's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> someone has to hold those reins. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> we've really seen what happens that. when David Cage runs free and it's not it's not pretty. No, it looks like Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, that game. Whew. Beyond yeah. Two Souls of like of underwater Chinese ghost base fame. <laughs> Man, I played through that game and I don't remember any of it except for being stuck in the desert for way too long. And then some sand tornado spirit thing. You Got know what I remember head. about being stuck in the desert? What? There sure is a uh, an Ellen Page shower scene. She was Ellen at the time. Yeah, yeah. Did I you hear remember. about like the background of how of like how he really wanted to hire then Ellen Page, now Elliot Page, for um, Heavy Rain, and um didn't didn't get her for it but then put together like a scrapbook of like photos and clips and like like a weird stalker book of all of her work up to that point no and presented it to her as part of the pitch for why he wanted her to work on a game with him no it's weird man that's it's real weird that's uh, yeah that's weird you know i don't i don't like that nobody likes that and somehow for some reason it worked and then david cage got to objectify that person for an entire game including digitizing a shower scene and i don't want to know what he's done with that shower scene since david cage looks lost out there <laughs> jesus christ oh he's headed the wrong way <laughs> yo we'll go to break and i'll leave us with this a rock and roll racing game revived by Hideo Kojima would actually take, <laughs> would actually be super rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially because one of the vehicles would 100% just be a box. Mm-hmm. Good. The stage is set. The green flag drops. <laughs> Did you... Okay. Did you know that that's who that was at first, or like, how did you nope. find out about this whole Larry... What I forgot Huffman? his name already. Huffman. Uh, so the the I played Rock and Roll Racing on the uh, Blizzard Arcade Collection that came out a few years ago. Again, okay. it was on sale. So I suppose I don't even have to preface it with that. And uh, at this point, it, I think it's assumed <laughs> part of that on sale or free or free. Part of that collection is uh, a series of videos, like from the original creators of um, Silicon and Synapse. You know, Blizzard. Yep, and. They were just talking about 
Larry Huffman for a second because one of the guys was like, yeah, I went to a dirt racing track as a kid and we thought that guy sounded cool. So we asked him to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's just all it was at the time, right? Yeah. Hey, you'll you'll appreciate this. So remember how you were saying the music is old and that. Yeah. Because because when you were streaming, you were like, oh, man, it's 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 hard to think about this. The game's 30 years old and the people that made this was listening to this music because they thought it was cool music. Right. Yeah. The truth is almost everyone on the team was they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. They didn't even know the songs at first. Oh, OK. And there was I mean, obviously, they knew some of them. There's sure. like five well, six, I guess, if on the this because the Genesis has radar love. But um, there there was one person on the team who worked in television, who was the oldest one of the team. He was like 30 and they were trying to figure, you know, once they realized they wanted to put rock and roll music into their their racer and mm-hmm. they wanted to do zz top but the licensing for that was way too much right and they went with a company that provides low-cost music or like licensed music at low cost right and he was looking through like oh this is a cool song we can do this one they're like huh what's that song they're like oh yeah no look at highway star is a good song and they're like oh okay and so <laughs> it seemed like the a lot of the team didn't know the songs as it wasn't like their favorite songs. And they're like, let's cram them into this game. It was someone be like, no, these will be good songs. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We like this one. Paranoid's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Bad to the bone. All right. So it wasn't, that's it wasn't kind quite... of fun actually. So yeah, that so... music was out of date and old, even by the standards of the adult people who made this game in the, in the early nineties. Yeah, so I mean, the people that made this game, this Silicon Synapse was just made, you know, made by a handful of people, and they were almost all of them were right out of college. Yeah, and some of them had never even used a computer before. <laughs> That's wild. They were like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool to make games?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's make games." And so they 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 made um, uh, uh, RPM Racing, and then they wanted to make Rock and Roll Racing, and they were hiring some you know some more people to sure to make to make the thing better. And artists then, for starters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were talking about one of the creators of RPM racing was talking about how, yeah, we really wanted to, they, they, I, it had something to do with how the, uh, the resolution, like to make it look nice with texturing and everything. Oh yeah. How yeah. It would call in only so much at a time. Mm-hmm. And they, they made the, they wanted to make it look really good. And they're like, ultimately we just sort of made high, high res grass. <laughs> and that's, all, <laughs> and that's all we could do. So that's why the tracks are so simple. Because it took up too much memory to do anything else. <laughs> and so when they were making rock and roll racing, they wanted to to change that. <laughs> where where they put the the, the important bits. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love uh, that. It does it was, look I, I was talking about during the um I, I was talking about during the uh stream that it's going to be impossible for me to talk about this game without comparing it to RPM Racing because that's the game that I played more of. Sure. Um I don't know when was the last time you played it? RPM? Yeah. It's within like the last 5 years. Oh, okay. Cuz it is actually a game that I go back to um every so often just cuz it's a, you know, it's a childhood thing. Okay, yeah. Um and eh, maybe not 5, maybe 10. But recently enough we're like, you know, I can see and hear it, and I know what it feels like to play. After ha- after playing it, after our, uh, playing it after Rock and Roll Racing, oh man! Oh yeah, no, it's slower. Um, it sounds worse. 
Uh, it doesn't have it doesn't have as much going on like uh, physics wise. Like it yeah, doesn't no. like it doesn't control as smoothly. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not one that you can go in reverse. No, 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 no. And no, I, I you can't. Like you can't go back to it. It's it's very much like going to uh, Street Fighter One from Two. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a really good way of looking at it. Yes, because it's like the 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 second game improves upon everything in the first. You can feel that the origins are there, but it feels like a beta version of this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I I didn't I I really had a lot of fun playing this. I had I a lot of fun playing to. it. I got bored. Yeah, that, that that makes perfect sense. After like a couple of hours, I was like, "All right, I've this is like what race 50, 60. Like these are fun, but I am kind of doing the same thing over and over." And the mm-hmm. the game's design is not really um it doesn't really lend itself well two long play sessions because it kind of forces you to play the same tracks over and over for a while. Yeah. Yes. Cause yeah, each, each, each world has a set of tracks and then you go through those as you're going, you know, have to win enough points to advance to the next set of tracks. Yeah. So there's a lot of replaying of what's what you've done. Right. Exactly. And then if you don't actually, uh, you know, if you don't win enough of those races, then you do a whole lot more of it because yeah, you have to do, do all like 10 or 12 or 14 of those races again until you like win enough in a row to advance. And half the time advancing just sends you to the same tracks, but against slightly harder AI, which eh, ain't that fun. I mean, it's it's basically just early 90s gameplay yeah. fun no it's i mean you know what it is it is a game it is a style of the game that it is a style that forces you to like do a lot of the tracks over and over which stretches out the content of the game in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. like because you're basically racing in a league and you have to sort of show mastery over this set of tracks before you can move on to the next one. Yeah, you can upgrade your car and weapons you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, and if you've got, what, probably 16, 20 tracks in the game? Something like that? Yeah, that seems right. Like, if you were to race through all of them once, you'd be done with the game in like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, therefore making you like do them in sets and do them like a couple of times each and then moving you on to a new set is a way to get, you know, 40, 50, 60 races out of the game instead of, you know, 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So it, I understand it, the design of it, but it does get tiresome. I would this is the type of game um RPM has a, a similar progression system where there's like 30 levels that each have a couple of tracks each. Or something like that, or 20, 25, I forget exactly how many. Um, They each have, like, you know, several tracks each. The first couple of stages have, like, two tracks, and the later ones have, like, eight to ten or something like that. So there's a lot of different tracks. But they don't have as many, like, interesting... They don't have as many uh, interesting uh, 
like graphical differences. Yeah, or, or I imagine some of the designs and stuff aren't quite as exciting because you can like you were talking about being able to cheese the tracks. <laughs> yes, there is that. Yeah. Um yeah, you can you can cheese the tracks. That the one thing that RPM Racing has that Rock and Roll doesn't is a track editor. Yeah, that's awesome. Where you can actually make custom tracks, but it also speaks to how kind of derivative the tracks actually are. Oh, sure. Because everything you can do in the uh, it, like all of the elements that the regular tracks are made of can be done in the track editor. And the track editor is not that complicated. It's like, you know, you can make a you can make a slope. You know, you can make you can change the like the height or the, the slope of this track. You know, you can make them higher or lower, but they have to like connect. You can't do like a jump. Oh, um, how many tracks did you make that was just going up and down? Oh, so many. Because <laughs> like, I feel like I would just want to make it go up and down a ton. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one thing that was really, really cool about it is you could adjust the gravity on the track. <laughs> oh, nice. So like absolutely 100 percent you go in and you make a trap that a track that has a huge jump on a straightaway with one gravity on a scale of one to nine, nine being the highest <laughs> and just launch off the screen and you're like, yeah, and just wait for yourself to come down. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Grinning but again, year like relatively simple, relatively straightforward. So the tracks are not as uh, the tracks are not as interesting. It's really easy to make a lot of them because there's not a whole lot going on going on on any of them. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the background's always just grass. <laughs> right. And the background is always grass. So like, <laughs> you know, artistically, this game has significantly more going for it. Again, RPM feels like a beta version. Mm -hmm. Like there's one background. The tracks are simpler. The The mechanics are less fleshed out. The controls are are the game is slower. The controls are not as tight. Um, it's despite it being a game that I really, really enjoyed and, and really love. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is clearly just like the vastly improved sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I was, oh, um, we, I wanted to talk before we get too far away from talking about the music. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. The fallen brothers. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. But Tim Fallen and Jeff Fallen did all the arrangements for the music on Rock and Roll Racing. Obviously, they didn't compose any of it because it's all licensed. But <laughs> yeah. boy, did they do a good ass job making it sound good on SNES architecture. It sounds so good. honestly. It sounds really, really good. Like, like it's I, it's excellent. That being I, I, said, the fact that there's only like six tracks in the game gets real old after you've been playing for a couple of hours. <laughs> it's it's funny because I feel like six tracks in a racing game's not that uncommon. It just seems more pronounced when it's like the the you're paying a lot of attention to what it sounds like. You're paying a lot of attention to the music because they want yeah. you to. Because right. it's so recognizable. 
Yeah. Like it's meant to be a foreground element and not a background element. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times the the music in a racing game is just sort of like, you know, it's just kind of sitting there in the background. Right. Yep. As yep. a as a 30 second loop that sounds good, but you can mostly ignore. Mm hmm. And most of this music is not in there to be ignored. It's licensed music. It's highly recognizable. The game is called Rock and Roll Racing because there's rock and roll in the racing game. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the idea where they're like, wait, let's put rock and roll in this. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's it's very, very noticeable how little music there is. <laughs> like, what's there is fine. And every time Highway Star came up, I was like actually a little bit hype because that that song's actually really good mm-hmm. and super appropriate for racing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the the I feel like all of the tracks work really well as a racing track. Yeah, they did a nice job picking from their from the, the low cost licensed music company. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> they, they, they're like, we can only have a certain number of tracks. And like, all right, we can rock to these. <laughs> I would I could go without bad to the bone. <laughs> I I love that song only because of Terminator 2. I it just I don't even care about the song that much. I just have such a positive memory of Terminator 2 because I've seen I I don't know, I watch I Jesus. I I've, I've seen that movie way too many times. I used to I would come home from school sometimes and just watch it like every day. Um and so that scene where it plays like oh yeah. So hearing it I was like yeah, that's cool. All right. All right. I could feel it. <laughs> but if you don't have that memory or, you know, if it just, it hits just the wrong because it's because it's a racing game, um, it does have like sort of a biker vibe to it. Yes. Yeah. But the tempo is so much slower than everything else. It is like <laughs> half the speed. That's true. That's true. So it doesn't really do well to get you like, you know, hyped up and excited. Mm hmm. I can see that. I feel similarly about Peter Gunn. Also, I just noticed something about the soundtrack. What's that? Radar Love is only on the Genesis version. Yeah, yeah. So that means the SNES version actually has five tracks. Yeah, five, five tracks. <laughs> Music tracks, not racing tracks. I should be I should oh, be clear true. about true, that. True, true, true. Um So that's that is actually pretty slim. Yeah, I mean, five five songs is low. Not gonna lie. I I don't know why the game. I don't know why I had so much fun with it because I don't even really like racing games. I just play as like this feels so good to play. No, I it was really fun, and level. there were there were a couple of tracks. I, I completely agree. I'm not really big into racing games. I had fun with it. I just like I had to stop. And I'm glad that I stopped when I did because I was starting to get bored of it. And if I'd done what I usually do, which is to force myself to finish it in one session so that we could record this podcast, I would probably have come in with a more negative impression of it. Yeah, that's usually why when I'm when I'm playing a podcast game, I'll just stop when I when I feel like, oh, I'm going to get frustrated. And then my frustration is what we're going to be talking about, which isn't fair to the game. Right, exactly. Like, I had fun with the game for the time that I had fun with the game, and then I stopped, and that was the right choice. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I played about to where you got, and then I was like, you know, I want to try out some of the cheat codes so I can see the... I wanted to, like, try out a hovercraft and, like, a fully upgraded car and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, how was that? 
awesome. And playing the game on the hardest difficulty with a fully upgraded hovercraft felt really good. And it was it was funny because every every race would just start with me spamming all of my buttons like like the computer to just try and blow up whoever is next to you and then speed away as fast as possible. <laughs> that kind of seems like what all of the computers do. So I started to just like hang back. I was like, okay, yeah, the race is starting. I'm going to just like wait a half second to hit the gas so that they can all blow each other up and then I can just get a clean start. Gas, gas, gas. Man, I got oh. into I got into uh the second season of Initial D. Oh yeah. Boy, you can tell those were made like 5 years apart. <laughs> Cuz everything looks completely different. It's wild. <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's I don't want to I don't want to rehash the whole initial D conversation. That's a that's for another day. Although it would be appropriate to talk about it today, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. You have to play a little differently when you're not uh, using a decked out vehicle. Like otherwise, you're just going to blow up with them. Whereas if yeah. you could let them blow up and then you just like, all right, see you guys. Yeah, no, I. Uh... I definitely like screwed myself over too because I played the entire like second half of the game. I bought that the the battle track or whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. Um and was like, "All right, I bought this. Oh no, I don't get to keep my upgrades on the vehicle." Yep, yep correct. Correct. So I have to repurchase all of them. Time to never buy anything. <laughs> because oh. that money will go to waste. Oh, yeah. So you shot yourself in the foot because I, I wasn't that was I, I left for a bit. And when I came back, you had turned the stream off and I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I hope everything was OK. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I just hit a point where I was like I was going through my second run through the because uh, I, I managed to like not pass the uh, I didn't win enough races and I had to do all the races over again. I'm like, that's like 14 races. And I'm in Division B, which means I'm going to do, like, you know, as many as... I may not do, like, 14 entire races, but I'll do as many as 14 races. Sure. Um, And then have to just do them again. And I'm really kind of over these tracks, and if I keep playing, I'm going to start getting annoyed. So I'm just going to stop. I just don't feel like doing this. I'm just not going to do it. And yeah, I'm, I'm really glad, because I left with a... a you know, still a good taste in my mouth. I didn't mm -hmm. keep playing until I got salty. And I think it's it's, it's a pretty forgiving system. It right? really where, is. Where you can fail and they just like, well, you just try again. Yeah. And keep your money. And keep your money so you can keep getting stronger and better. And there's a password system so you can stop and start again later. Like it's Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like this, it, in RPM, there is a similar like level advancement system. Yeah. But it's less forgiving. Because the way it works is the what you need for upgrades is the same as what you need for advancement, which is money. Like, sure. In rock and roll racing, it's a much better system because you get like you get points for advancement, like 400 for first, 200 for second, 100 for third. Yeah. And none for fourth. But then you actually get cash winnings and the cash winnings just go into buying new cars and upgrades. And then the points are just like, you know, they're just like circuit points. Mm -hmm. They're just like whether you whether you have enough points to 
to win the the you know the grand prix or whatever um so you don't have to worry about budgeting those out if you have enough money for things you can just buy the things yeah if you if you want to upgrade your car go ahead and do it in rpm everything costs money so your upgrades cost money right you buy a car it costs money buying new tires buying new engine buying new shocks buying new armor buying you know consumable things to use on a race everything costs money but advancing a level also costs money entering a race costs money oh wow there's like a there's like an entry fee so could you lock yourself out of like could you soft lock your game you can't because it offers you two options you can go up a level or you can go down a level as you go up in level each subsequent uh each subsequent level has higher entry fees and higher pots for winning Uh, okay so if you find yourself run out of money and no longer have enough money to race in the circuits or race in in the races on those circuits you have to demote yourself (laughs) <laughs> to the point where there is a race that you can actually you can pay for it. <laughs> that you can pay for. Oh my God. And it never soft locks because there is a zero entry fee race in the first level. But the pot for winning is like $2. <laughs> oh my God. So if you oh run out man. of money, you might as well basically just start over. Right, right. Well, except or you, just you restart your... from your password or whatever. But you'd have your you'd have, you'd have your strong, uh, you'd have your souped up card. You lose. That's true. That's true. If you keep your upgrades, so you're effectively starting over just with a way better car. Yeah. If, if you were in that position, I mean. But then you still have to pay the fee to advance to the next level. So you have to keep building up your money at these like on these earlier trash races. <laughs> to get enough money to like advance to the next thing and what you can do is build up enough money to advance to the next level have enough money to enter one race lose and then have to go back down to the game's credit it does not oh. allow you to uh advance if you if it knows you won't have enough money for the first race, it will literally come up and say, like, you have enough money to advance, but you wouldn't be able to afford a race. Oh, OK, that's nice. So it keeps you from doing that, but it will let you advance if you have enough money for literally one attempt at a race. Yeah, good luck. So if you screw that up, then you're just out a bunch of money and you may have to demote multiple levels to get down to a point where there's like a five dollar entry fee or something. That you yeah, can okay, afford. so rock and roll racing does a much better job of yeah. the 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 uh, circuits. Yeah, it does a much better job of the circuits. You don't ever have to demote. The worst thing that happens to you is you just stick in the same you just stick in the same circuit. Um it's a great idea to have the money that you spend on upgrades be a separate currency from the money that you need to actually advance through the game. Or the currency that you need to advance through the game. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's a significant improvement. Yeah, uh, it's sure. it's really it's significantly improved all the way around. The only thing that it is missing over RPM racing, just ignore them. It's it's fine. Good luck with that too. <laughs> Jesse just got home, so they're very excited. Uh, okay. 
Um, the uh, the only thing that you the only thing that RPM has that rock and roll racing doesn't have is it doesn't have the track editor, which is a really cool feature. And I'm pretty sure that um, I'm pretty sure RPM has actual save files. Yeah, I think it did. Whereas um, RP or whereas Rock and Roll Racing has a password system. Yeah, I think they they ran out of space, so they went with that. I'm guessing, anyways. But if you're playing on like the you know if you're playing on like the Blizzard uh, arcade collection, I imagine there's probably some sort of save state. I mean, you can just save state, rewind time, whatever you want. Yeah. So that's less of an issue if you're playing now. When it's kind of cool, the definitive edition of Rock and Roll Racing has you know obviously. Uh, slightly refined graphics, but they even had Larry come back and have new lines and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of fun. Isn't that cool? <laughs> For some reason, like, despite hearing nothing, despite hearing absolutely, like, no, no evidence to support this, I just kind of assumed that that guy was dead. I thought he was dead, too, for some reason. <laughs> Like, I, I saw the documentary of it, like the 10-minute clip of about rock and roll racing. I was like, oh, huh, that guy's probably dead. And then for whatever reason, I looked up um, I, while before we started talking, I was just looking through the wiki and I was like, oh, he recorded new lines for the definitive edition. I was like, oh, wow. Why, yeah, why and they came out in like 2021, so I guess he's fine. Like, I don't know why I thought he was dead. I, don't, I didn't even know who this person was. Apologies to Larry Supermouth Huffman. <laughs> yeah. For uh, for thinking you were dead, but hey, you know what? I apologize that I turned your that I turned your lines off. I actually came to the conclusion that the game is better with the lines on, unless you're playing on Genesis, where the music and the lines cannot play at the same time. Yeah, then it's <laughs> the music stops. Larry talks. Music, music, like unpauses. That's weird. really strange. Yes. Also, we don't have to get into it, but yes, the music sounds significantly better on the SNES than the Genesis. <laughs> it was a little surprising to me because the Genesis usually does rock music pretty well because the the tinny, the tinny like Yamaha sound chip sound usually works pretty well for like distorted guitar. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it didn't. No, this In this case. No, I think no, it's it just did, the Fallen Brothers like really getting them good samples in on the SNES sound chip. Yeah, and I don't know if they, did they, were they part of the the Genesis port? Because it was like a year later. I don't know. I assume that they were, but, because there yeah, I mean, aren't probably. any other composers listed. Oh, okay, okay. But, I mean, I, I can't say for sure. Um, it's, question. Of, uh, so, oh, yeah. Does the Blizzard Arcade Collection include Rock and Roll Racing 2 Red Asphalt? No, the, the, uh, I think it was on PlayStation. Yes. No, it does not include that. <laughs> I don't even know if that was made by them. It says it was made by Interplay, which is the same company that at least published, uh, well, at least published, um, RPM and rock and roll racing. Yeah, but that was because Blizzard didn't exist exactly. Silicon and Synapse was their name, and then they changed it because they're like, yeah, we thought it was kind of cool because it's like the you know the basic 
uh, the basics of computers and the basics of your brain, but no one knew what the hell it was. So we changed the name. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, and so they were just them. And then Interplay was their, their publisher. Right. Yeah. And I can, I can understand if, uh, Interplay may have owned the rights to the, to the IP. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a clue. And maybe like put a different, uh, put a different team on it. Yeah, Apparently it's question. bad. Is, is it the oh, uh, songs the, they have for it? The wiki, um, the the wiki article, uh, the, the Wikipedia article on uh, rock and roll racing has it as a footnote, basically <laughs> on the rock and roll racing page. Like it doesn't oh. even have its it doesn't even have its own. It doesn't even have its own page. It's a footnote on the main games page. And it also has um, it has reviews from gaming magazines at the time. I really like this one. I've seen this game a million times before, and so have you. I'm not saying Red Asphalt is a bad game, but it is spectacularly average. <laughs> it's the worst thing you can say. <laughs> it really is. Like fives and sixes out of ten. Actually the worst range. I would rather play a two. Uh, yeah, well, especially when it comes to, like, a racing game. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a video of it now, and it's definitely a PS1 game. Oh, hold on. Yeah, this, he's shooting a plasma can out of the front of his car. It's kind of cool. Wait, so Paranoid by Black Sabbath was removed from the Blizzard Arcade collection due to licensing issues? So the Blizzard Arcade collection version of Rock and Roll Racing has four songs. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I don't know. I play it again. <laughs> it, you know, it has a it has a fun four player mode. I didn't get to play that because I don't have four people that would want to play rock and roll racing. But but I feel like that would be a blast. Yeah, I could see it. I, it would have been one of those. Uh, we were talking earlier about how Nintendo puts out pieces of plastic and then never uses them. Yeah. Every multi tap. Yep. Prior to the N64, when which like eliminated the need for them. Yeah, where it was just built in. Yeah, like yeah, I'm trying to think. Did create I, a I, multi-tap, design three games that work with it. <laughs> I have the multi-tap for the NES and the PS2, and I've never played a game that used it. Yep, except for the multi-tap. There, well, there was there was a game for the NES. Uh, I don't remember which controller it was, but it, it required two uh, ports. Like, you had to be plugged into player one and player two for the controller to work, and I don't remember what, what it was that I had oh. that had that. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's oh, weird, I though. Remember it. It, looked, it was really weird and bulky. God, what the hell was that? I don't remember. I also do not remember. Oh, that's going to bug me. But then I had the, I had the PS2 one because I was, I, I was when I was going to college at michigan state and i was like oh this would be cool maybe I, we can play some random games with strangers so i was at like i don't know i spent like 60 dollars at uh probably gamestop and bought the multi-tap and i don't know six ps2 games and that were all compatible with it like these six ps2 games that worked with it and we never used it ever <laughs> yeah that's about right <laughs> i'm still salty that somewhere in my closet in a in a plastic bin is a we speak. 
I, I, I used, I did use the We Speak for a, a couple times. I feel like we've had this exact conversation about eight times. <laughs> but that is like to me that is the accessory that just like was purchased for no reason and was never used for anything <laughs> but then that makes sense for me too because what is it for is it for it's for like talking to people online yeah i, I you buying it is especially aw- awkward because well you jesse bought for- it oh okay 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 that makes sense i'm still mad about it <laughs> dude dude you got you gotta let it go you got, i know, you i let, really i really should i still okay so you want to talk about like you want to talk about how deep my issues are let's talk about how deep my issues are okay in about 2009 i was living in a one-bedroom apartment in howell michigan and Guitar Hero was a big thing. I had my Xbox 360 and I played Guitar Hero on that Xbox a lot, but I had a guitar that was kind of kind of fritzy. Sure. You know, you had some had some sticky buttons and stuff, uh, particularly like the green button would kind of like flicker in and out. So we didn't use that one very much, but we had batteries in it one day. We we had like, I don't know, we had some friends over. We were playing together or something. So we we used it. We used the janky one, the janky player two guitar. So yeah, it had so batteries in it, right? OK. One day. Overnight, the Xbox turns itself on for an update or something. <laughs> and Guitar Hero controller decides to start flickering green buttons. Apparently, if you if you just mash the green button enough times on that old 360 interface, you will just buy whatever the hell is on the front page that they're advertising to you. (laughs) If you have your credit card hooked up and stuff. Yep. (laughs) What did you purchase? I didn't purchase anything. Uh huh. uh But my goddamn guitar controller purchased like three seasons of American Horror Story. Oh wait, seriously? Okay. And I woke up to I would, like I would be pissed about that. <laughs> and I woke up to like thirty or forty dollars of charges on my Xbox account, and I was like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> and like emails that are like, "Thank you for your purchase of American Horror Story." And you're like, "No, this isn't American Horror Story." <laughs> and I think it like the worst part is I think it was like a rental. So, like, even if I wanted to watch it, which I didn't, I couldn't have because it, like, purchased and played while I was asleep. I feel like I feel like that that is an episode of American Horror Story. And you know what that is? It's like an episode of Black Mirror. (laughs) It's not nearly edgy enough for that. It's true. It's true. (laughs) but like i i tried xbox support on it and they were like it says that the it says that the charges are legitimate and that you made them from your box and i was like no they they are legitimate but my it's my it's my i'm like am i really gonna go on to xbox support while i was asleep (laughs) and 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 claim controller johns on my purchases (laughs) so i just dropped it bought it (laughs) yeah i just dropped it at the time being out 30 or 40 bucks was a way bigger deal 
Yeah, of course. Well, then it is now. Even, you couldn't even joke about it being like, well, all right, I guess I'll at least enjoy this. Yeah, when I, I was making it. $8 an hour at Barnes & Noble and it, re- and it represented like an entire day of work. <laughs> For a show that I didn't care about and didn't want to watch and didn't even appreciate supporting... Bought without my consent by my goddamn guitar controller. It's not even like it's not even like a genre that you could trick yourself into enjoying. Right. Like I I couldn't even get any enjoyment out of it if I wanted to. (laughs) No, that's good. I don't feel like that's a deep seated issue. I think that's just technology reminding you why you don't play multiplayer games. (laughs) Well, listen. (laughs) What? The moral of the story here is it was almost like it was basically like, you know, to a two digit purchase from 15 years ago that I'm still mad about. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like good. Now it's just like a good story mad. It is. It, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, at the time it was like that was the gas bill. Right, yeah. But now it's like, ah, that was dumb. Because <laughs> I had already, I would already, like, sworn off of, of, like, American TV at the time. So, like, that was, like, oh. the day that I learned what that show was. <laughs> that would be quite the thing to wake up to. <laughs> I, I can't believe, I, I feel like... I feel like that's something you could have fought. I probably could have, but I was like, how do I even explain this? You could have been like, oh, I had a turbo controller. How come it purchases automatically? That doesn't even make sense. I am still actually mad about that. The UI that's like, if you just, if something is just idly like hitting the A button, then it just approves purchases. Like, get out of here with that. I mean, like, theoretically, I could have not stopped. (laughs) Like, you could have just been buying shit all night long. Yeah, I like I don't even know like what the Why what the, the like the roadblock was that stopped it from just buying episodes. <laughs> the guitar decided you had enough. <laughs> this is this is punishment enough for Dean. <laughs> I guess. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> this is what you get for only bringing me out when we have company. <laughs> At the time I was playing the Xbox all the damn time. It was like it was like the late aughts. It was the it was the new console. It was modern. I was playing it a bunch. I was playing it way more than the PS3. Yeah, at I, that I time, mean, the th- I the 360 was the was my console of choice overall, except for Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah. Obviously, I had like three PS3 games for the longest time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can look back at my shelf and say for sure, like I have more. Uh, 360 games than ps3 games it's close it's not uh it's not the like embarrassing wash that ps4 versus xbox one is oh yeah that's like four that's like four to one i didn't even pick up an xbox one technically i didn't either yeah i know you you got it as a as a minecraft gift or something right yeah (laughs) it was it was it was a it was given to me as a uh as it was given to me as like prepayment for what was assumed to be like a destiny rating partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it's like, I want you to have this so that you will play with me. And then I didn't. Wow, damn. <laughs> I didn't ask for it. Hey, you know what? I didn't ask wrong. for it. It was like it was an, it was a responsibility imposed upon me that I didn't that I didn't want. But it's okay. Jesse played it a bunch. <laughs> I got like two missions into the story and it was like, boy, I don't care. <laughs> Which like I played Destiny 1 a good bit. So like I was kind of interested in where they were going with 2 until I decided that I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before, but the gear treadmill is why you keep playing those games and right. that was not interesting to you. Correct. Yeah, we've we've discussed that at length before. Well, apparently we've discussed uh, rock and roll racing as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That. that. <laughs> I feel. Wait, what did he say? What, what did he say I'm trying end? to also God. come up with a quote to end with. Uh, but the only one that I can come up with is like. Rip is in another time zone. <laughs> he something they hit the warp. Someone I think you can you get hammered at some point. Oh, oh, first place knockout. That's the ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, you know what? I will what? I will leave it at this, actually. Uh if you play in two player mode. If you play in two player mode, you both have to earn enough points to advance. Oh, yeah, yeah. In each, uh, in each, like, circuit. Yeah, in each circuit. But if one of you has enough points to advance and the other one doesn't, you can advance and leave the second play, like, the second player will get booted from the game. Yeah. But the prompt that you get <laughs> when you go to advance, the game asks you, leave your loser friend behind. Wow. And if you and you can say yes and then advance to the next circuit and your loser friend will be booted from the game. Thanks, 90s. 